life was like a box of chocolates. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. What am I gonna do with a gun rack? Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? You're tuned in to the Honey Wagon Podcast, a weekly dose of unfiltered rants and reviews on the latest Hollywood flicks and timeless classics. Here are your hosts, Andy, Rich, and Lou. Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Honey Wagon Podcast. This is Take 19. Hey. hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh, mama. Hey. How's it going? Happy isolating. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to say happy isolating. Man, How are you guys are enjoying uh, being cooped up? Good. No, it's not bad. I'm just waiting for the weather to get better. But, I think Toronto's opening up parks soon, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. as long as people aren't like standing on each other's shoulders, looking at, I don't know, the cherry blossoms or at the Toronto Zoo or something random. I don't think they're opening the Toronto Zoo. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's just be smart about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're getting sports back anytime soon. I'm very curious to see how that's going to yeah, work out. Yeah. But I feel like you'll, that. you'll get that sooner than anything else. Yeah, it'll be interesting how they pull that off. Yeah, it can. It's doable though. Sports are doable, especially as long as there are no fans in the crowds or in the stands or whatever. And especially if the athletes are isolating. Yeah, I guess in hotels, but that means like all the staff of the hotel also right. has yeah, to isolate. Yeah, you know, with this them. is it's not a kind of slop job that they're going to whip together. This and has these. To be, there's a ceaseless level operation. Yeah, there's <laughs> millions of dollars invested in these athletes, so they're going to be tested oh, yeah. regularly for sure. And I would love to see some new games. I would love for the NHL and the NBA to pick up again, and for baseball to yeah. start. I would love it. As long as, long as it uh, it doesn't affect anything in a negative way, mm-hmm. and they can pull it off the right way without you know screwing shit up, go for it. So yeah. I'd be curious to know because I thought I heard something like they might be charging for the views. Sure. They got to make their Is money somehow. Thing? No, I think you heard yeah. that from my dad. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> he would say something yeah, like that. Okay. And I'm but like, listen, are you guys really going to be against spending three ninety nine, four ninety nine for access for a game? I'm just the curious to see how it would be. Uh, like, how how would you control that? Because like, there are people who already pay for like packages. Well, if, you're, if you're paying for a cable package, like what's an NHL channel at the start, and then a little window is going to pop up. On yeah, your yeah. I didn't think of that. dollars. I didn't think of that. They're going to take, I think they'll have to take a, like a little hit in that regard. Mm. But as we can see for the NF, NFL draft, mm. the numbers for that were insane. And mm. so you have to assume, numbers, yeah. you know, people who can spend money on advertising, it's going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. The, the eyes on these games, it's going to be through the roof. People yeah. were waking up at all hours of the morning to catch the start of the new, uh, the, the new season of the Korean Soccer League. Oh my gosh, wow. That's how hungry people are to to take sports in. Yeah. Yeah. Desperate times. (laughs) Desperate times. All right. So we should probably get into today's show. Something we're going to do that's pretty new uh, is we're changing the format a bit. We're going to narrow down the show uh, to one film review. So what we're kind of aiming for is um, we're going to be alternating. So one week we'll have a feature presentation. The next week we'll have a flashback feature opening up the vault, and also giving you the opportunity at home to vote and participate on what movie we're going to review. So a little later on the show, towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about what we're reviewing next week. I already know what it is. I know it. Voter. I will mention the two movies, but I'll mention the winner at the end. The okay. two movies were 2001 A Space Odyssey and A Beautiful Mind. So we'll hmm. see. We'll see. I must say... 
but I will say is that it was a close call. Oh, really? Which is very surprising. So we'll get into those numbers a little later. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, we'll see. Um, And also, so our feature presentation today is uh, uh, a movie from 2019. It's not that long ago. Uh, It's called The Farewell. It's directed by Lulu Wang. And it stars Aquafina. So we're going to be talking a bit about that, giving our review. We're also going to explore whether or not this is a movie that should have been nominated for an Oscar. Because we heard around Oscar season that there were a lot of uh, female directors who, you know, quote unquote, got snubbed. Yep. So we'll talk a bit about that with this uh, film review. But uh, before we do that, we want to continue something we've been doing uh, every week, the past few weeks during this pandemic, uh, which is talking about local businesses that are operating during COVID-19. So we got three businesses for you today, and Lou has the first one. Yeah, we talked about this place uh, probably a few episodes ago, but I think it's fantastic. They're offering amazing deals right now. I'm talking about the excellent, the supremely excellent Kintan Ramen. They have a bunch of locations around the city. Uh, very Extremely consistent, very fun ramen joint. They always have really fun specials each month, and then but the and the regular menu menus, excellent. Uh, you know, if, if you like shoyu ramen, if you like miso ramen, if you like um, shio ramen, like really really good stuff. Uh, the food's really really tasty. One of my favorite places is a place down the street, and it's just yeah, very good atmosphere. And uh, you know, they're they're taking kind of this environment uh, by the horns and, and what they're allowed to do. And, and the deals right now for them have been fantastic. So um, good. So right now, uh, takeout and curbside pickup special, 30% mm-hmm. off of all food items, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I must say it is a uh, select location. So you got, just got to look it up. Yeah, you can check, find them on Instagram. Check out uh, on Instagram. They're Kinton Ramen, K-I-N-T-O-N. Mm-hmm. This month, I think, I think they're doing... They're doing the Sukaymen, which is mm. the brothless uh, dip ramen, which is so good, especially for the summer. So as the, It's like cold noodles. The, uh, the cold noodles, yeah. So it's very refreshing during the summertime, and just generally it's awesome. And they have the Mazamen, which is another type of brothless ramen, but kind of done more in a, like a light sauce. And mm. it will forever uh, so hold good. a special place in my heart. Yes. Always. I think for all of us, because uh, it's where we had one of our first meetings. We mentioned this before. And yeah. Rich has lost his virginity yes, to popped, ramen. Yeah. popped his ramen cherry. I sure did. <laughs> and it was gentle and nice, and it was so good. <laughs> well, the, you know, the broths of the ramen can be described as gentle and nice. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, great place. A lot of love for Kintan Ramen. And, uh, yeah, great deals. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. So it's now time for us to get into our film headlines for today. Earlier this week, really, really sad news. Actor and comedian Jerry Stiller died so at the sad. age of 92. Hmm. It was announced by his his son, Ben Stiller, who um, described that he passed away due to natural causes. So, And he was 92. He lived a very, guy. very long life. But yeah. this, this is a guy who's like had numerous roles in so television successful. and film. But uh, the most notable guys, I think we can all agree. Come on, man. Frank Stanza Frank on Stanza. Seinfeld. Of course. Of course. So he's so good. Last night, uh, Lou and I were just talking about him and just just one of the best characters, I think, on TV. He's just, <laughs> how can you all laugh when he's on yeah. screen, right? And I think the funny thing is, is that he basically played the exact same character in King yeah. of Queens. Oh, okay. But nobody cared. I was going to ask you. Wanted- 
Frank Costanza. I was yeah. going to ask you, have you watched King of Queens? Because I didn't. I've never seen an episode of The King of Queens, but it's, a, it's an alright show. It's like a. It's you not know, the greatest. It's like a shittier version, quality wise, of uh, Everybody Ever- Loves Raymond. It's the same universe. Yeah, as same Everybody universe, you're right. Loves Raymond. Oh, yeah. really? Anytime, <laughs> yeah. Anytime that Jerry Stiller is on the screen, it's hilarious. When he's in that Frank Costanza mode. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. And, you know, you look yeah. back to his old. It's funny because we were watching some of his old stuff with his wife uh, and Mira. Mm-hmm. And just the interplay between them. He almost had kind of more of the straight man role. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And she was the funny one. Yeah. And oh. then to see him, you know, this is a guy that, you know, the older he was getting. The better he got. The more success he was getting. And the more kind of individual fame that he created for himself because he was part of his comedy duo with his wife and then right. it's true like he became so so much more successful the older he got especially with Seinfeld and he nailed yeah. it he's so good and we actually watched the first episode that he was in which was the um, handicapped parking spot mm-hmm. uh, and we watched the episode that was the, the first episode that Frank Costanza appeared in the character Frank Costanza however Jerry Stiller yeah. wasn't the original Frank Costanza. What? It was another actor. I can't remember his name. It doesn't really matter because you watch <laughs> this episode, in, all, in all respects to that actor. But one, he looks way older mm-hmm. than Estelle. And two, just just the rhythm that he has with George, with Estelle, is horrible. Yeah. Like, right. You watch like, oh, thank God. Right. Thank yeah. God they got Jerry Stiller. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's already a funny show at the time. Don't get me wrong. But bringing yeah. Jerry Stiller was, you know, an injection of steroids. This is, uh, crazy. like, his character was only introduced, I think that was season five. So yeah. this is, like, the height of Seinfeld. Wow. This is when they're doing, I didn't even like, realize that. And, like, everything. So when they brought in Jerry Stiller, I can't actually remember his first real appearance. It might have been season four. Maybe see yeah, it was yeah. in, the in the middle. In that pocket, in that pocket. But when they brought Jerry Stiller, they loved him so much that they went back and they refilmed the handicap spot, yeah. which is what the episode's called. And uh, and and it's funny because last night was the first time I ever saw the original episode. It's on Crave Canada. For some reason, they didn't update it with the Jerry Stiller episode, but it was so weird to watch. I hated it. I had oh. to turn it off. He Jerry Stiller was the only guy who could play this character. Yeah, and I didn't realize now that you guys say how late in the show the character was introduced, it makes sense because I see that he only appeared in twenty six episodes of Seinfeld. I was like, only twenty six? That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. No. He was such yeah. a larger than light like there are so many funny moments from Seinfeld because of Frank Costanza. So one of the things that we put out on tw- uh, Twitter, we normally do our polls on Instagram, but we did this one on Twitter because, honestly, you could put more options on Twitter. I just want to uh, interrupt for a second. Apologies mm-hmm. for the uh, outside noise. It sounds like two Gundam Wing robots are fighting each other <laughs> outside That's because it is. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you got robots I, fighting I, I outside during the podcast. It's okay. <laughs> it's very gentle, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're very considerate. So, we put the question, what's your favorite Seinfeld episode with Frank Costanza? Um, we could only put four options. So we put down uh, Fusilli Jerry also, which was the episode where um, Frank and Kramer come up with the bro or Manzir. Uh, <laughs> there was also Serenity Now and the Hoochie Mama episode. There was the Marble Rye. That was a great episode. And then we also put other and we asked people to tweet us your favorite. So in the lead was 53% of people said Serenity Now. 
18% of people said Fusilli Jerry, 24% said Marble Rye, and the remainder gave other. Some of those other episodes that people tweeted at us were The Fatigues, which was the episode where Frank, where he reminisces on the time when he was a cook in the army. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then he... He, he poisoned people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everyone was running to the bathroom. What a great episode. And then, the, of course, Festivus was the next voted episode. I got a lot I of problems with that. you people, and today you're going to hear about them. <laughs> <laughs> I chose the, the raincoats. Oh, that was a good that episode, too, episode. Yeah. And that was because you had the Costanzas and the Seinfelds. Yeah. I still I can't believe it was so only good. 26 episodes. It's I crazy. Know. It feels like there's so many more. Anyways, again, check out um, Jerry Stiller's work uh, online. Remember, he's in Zoolander, too, which I loved he his role in that movie. so funny in that movie. So funny. The first Zoolander was great. I haven't seen the second one, but I heard it was bad. Yeah, so. I don't think it was. Anyways, uh, let's move on to other um, film headlines. Uh, so recently, Tribeca Enterprises, uh, they're the company behind Tribeca Film Festival, they announced a collaboration with IMAX and AT&T to uh, bring summer movies to as many drive-in theaters across the U.S. as possible. Can I ask you guys real quick before yeah. we get into this? Do you guys, have you, you've been to the drive-in before, right? Oh, I've always wanted so to So you've know. never been to the it's drive-in, cool. Andy? I know. I'm like, why am I even on this podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like people are going to drive-ins all the time. No, but it, it, it's a very I unique really experience know. now that it's, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's antiquated, right? But because of, in light of the world that we're living in now, they're making a resurgence. Like they're having concerts overseas, concerts yeah. of people in drive-ins, like for people to go see mm. performers perform. Obviously, because it's yeah, such a great idea. It's amazing. Such a great idea. It um it got me thinking about like if this would come to Canada. So I did a quick search. Uh, apparently, the uh, driving theaters all across Canada are pushing to get the green light from, um, you know, all levels of government just to approve it, to allow this to happen. We're talking about provinces like New Brunswick, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, PEI. Um, I know cities like Guelph are also pitching for it. So it's just a matter of time. We might actually see it happen. I think this will, this will, might even encourage production companies to put their movie out there if it means they're going to sell tickets one way or another. And the great way is like, you don't have to like rent the little devices. It's just through the FM or AM like radio dial. Um, there are going to be some rules because some drive-ins that are around right now that are operating during COVID-19 around different parts of the world, they have implemented distances even with the cars. So it's like, I'm surprised I'm, by that. I, I, yeah. yeah it's kind of weird, that's but a little I guess, overkill. you know, I guess if people are smoking and your windows are rolled fair, down, fair. you kind of have to make sure people are spread apart, that kind of thing. But I think it's a great initiative. If And if it means that more drive-in theaters are going to open up, making it an experience I'm more accessible to people, go for okay, it. Okay, I have my my little um, curveball that I'm going to throw into all these plans. The washroom situation. How are they going to handle the that? That's thing. How are they going to handle? I don't that? even know how they're going to do the vendors because, like, well, how, how do you get? You popcorn? do like a drive-through kind of deal. Oh, true. Yeah, drive-through. Oh, yeah, it's drive-through anyways. You do a drive-through right? maneuver. You go in and uh, you get your food, a big pickle, whatever the hell you're getting. You know, but if you're crushing yeah. one of those jumbo drinks, hey, how many times after you come out of a theater, you're like literally holding on for dear life because you got to take a piss? They might Especially, have to. 
They might have to create a way where there's like the same way where you get a a pager um, for when your meal's ready at a restaurant to go grab it. Maybe it's the same thing where they give everyone pages. If you want to request a bathroom break, they let you know when they've reached a certain amount of people that are allowed to go to the bathroom and then your pager goes off and then you can go to the bathroom, I guess. Just in there cleaning it after each time. And you know what? An app would be great for that. An app, right. something like that. Like you, you would just put in a request for wanting to go to the bathroom, and then it lets yeah. you know when the numbers are. I got a shit app. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let them know what number yeah. it is. They, you, you have the option of buying like a catheter. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you get it inserted when you buy your ticket. Yeah, I like the way you think, Lou. And a wider one for the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I like the way you think. Very efficient. They should have catheters for regular movie watching. Very efficient. I started looking, again, I was looking into this earlier just because I was curious about the whole, is it happening in Canada? But I found out that in Iran, they have their their first drive-in theater since 1979. They opened it up during COVID. And the reason why drive-in theaters have been banned since then is because they were seen as giving too much privacy to unmarried couples. Oh, <laughs> wow. Just a little Oh, brother. It really um, there's also a uh, drive-in movie theater that's operating right now in Metro Vancouver. And they have a bunch of safety measures that um, to keep distance. So check it out. Hey, you never know. This might be happening in a few weeks. I mean, the parks are starting to open up. Some provinces are starting to lift restrictions. We might be seeing stuff like this. Now I'm craving a pickle. Because whenever my <laughs> brother talks, he drives in theater in Oakville. Get the pickle? He always mentions, yeah, pickle's on a stick. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. I can fuck with a pickle right now. Oh. Not be fucked by a pickle. That, I'm going to isolate that. With a pickle. I'm, right. That still sounds bad. And I'm going to isolate it and use it against Any you. of our listeners out there, if you do want to donate any pickles to the pod, <laughs> hit us up at the Honey Wagon Pod. I can fuck with the pickle right now. Uh, before we get into our feature presentation, a couple of uh, things we wanted to um, <laughs> let you know about in case you're interested in watching some new movies. Uh, Tiff's doing their stay-at-home cinema. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's collaboration with Crave Canada. So uh, this coming Saturday, May 16th, you can watch Crazy Rich Asians. I haven't seen it. You're also neither. You might as well watch hey, it. Hey, that's Why a good not? idea. Do it because our future presentation today is The Farewell, which stars Aquafina. That's yeah. just the universe just tossing it up for us because what are the chances yeah. that Crave is going to do Crazy Rich Asians and we are doing The Farewell as our future presentation? Hey, check it out. So it's going on uh, this Saturday, May 16th, Stay at Home Cinema, uh, collaboration between Tiff and Crave also on Tuesday, May 19th. They're doing a league of their own. Cool. Gina Davis in Gina the house. Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, bunch of people. Anyways, check it out. League of their own. <laughs> Tuesday, May 19th. Stay at home cinema by Tiff. All right. Let's get into our next restaurant promo. I want to talk about Double D's. Hey-oh. Oh, hey, Double not D's. Oh. Not that. Gina yeah. Davis. Oh, that. <laughs> Double D's is all about deep dish pizza oh. uh, and they do Chicago style deep dish pizza which could there be any other style of deep dish isn't ah, it from Chicago question. but mm. anyways they have a couple of locations but right now they do have a location on Lakeshore Boulevard it's 2888 Lakeshore Boulevard West and uh, they are open for 
some uh, takeout and delivery. They're all another neat thing that they're doing is that they're doing frozen deep dish pizzas. Oh, pre-order them today, which smart. is pretty neat. So that is smart. Freeze them and then bake them for a later time. You got to pre-order them by calling a phone number 416-901-1433, 416-901-1433. Check them out on Instagram, double D's underscore T-O. All right, let's get into our feature presentation for today. The Farewell, directed by Lulu Wang and starring Aquafina. Lou, you got a synopsis. Yes, sir. Uh, so we have Aquafina's character, Billy. She has a great relation with uh, relationship with her grandma who lives uh, still in China. They haven't seen each other in years, but they maintain a very healthy, consistent relationship over the phone. Aquafina finds out that her grandmother is dying. However, the family has elected not to tell her and have chosen to travel back to China uh, under the guise of a wedding to take place there with one of Aquafina's cousins. Aquafina's not getting married to her cousin, thank God. Uh, yeah. One of Aquafina's cousins is, you know, air quotes, getting married. Uh, and they're go traveling to China just basically so they can spend uh, that one last time with the grandma. All right, so we do have a clip from the film's trailer, so let's have a listen. What's wrong, Dad? Please tell me. When Nan is dying. She doesn't know, so you can't say anything. The family thinks it's better not to tell her. Why is that better? Chinese people have saying, when people get cancer, they die. We have to go to China. Wedding is an excuse so everyone can see her. He's my only cousin. Don't you think I should be there? You can't hide your emotions. If you go, Nana will find out right away. This is a movie, uh, Rich, when you when we first started talking about this movie last week, mm-hmm. about how we're going to review it, you were saying you're so curious to see Aquafina yes. act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only because I, I... Well, the thing is that I just feel like she's been kind of... I feel like she was almost forced on us a little, like out of nowhere, like she was just everywhere this whole time. So I don't know if she's talented or if this is just like a corporation that's decided this is going to be an it girl and we're just going to shove her down your throats regardless. But um, no, I don't think so at all. I think she's uh, actually super talented and I think uh, she's got a bright future, especially as an actress. Like um, she was great in this movie. And this is the first time both of you have taken her in. At all, right? Like, you've never seen her stuff? Yeah, no. Yeah. As we said, I I never seen Crazy Rich Asians. Mm -hmm. So this is my first, like, full kind of uh, interaction Mm -hmm. with her. She's a a comedian. Like, I honestly, I haven't really followed her closely. Rich, you said it well. Like, I felt like she just kind of, like, bam, she was big and she was, like, everywhere. Yeah. I didn't see her build up. I think she might have started on YouTube. She had, like, this comedy song about her vagina or something crazy like that. And then, like, it blew up. It was trending, yada, yada, yada. And, like, my first interaction was Crazy Rich Asians, which I thought she was really funny in that. And then to see her in this role, okay, so first off, like, this is a dramatic role for her. And also, this is an international language film. Like, there is not a lot of English in this film. It's actually um, heavily uh, uh, Chinese Mandarin. Yeah. But there's more English than I thought there would be, though. Yeah? yeah, well, one of the movies that I first compared it to, not because they're both East Asian, but <clears> only because the father in this movie is the same father that was in Tiger Tail, sure. which was a Taiwanese movie. Right. But um, Tiger Tail had more English in it. It was more like, it was almost like half and half. Right. 
you know, but this one had like barely any English. And there was a bit of Japanese in it too, actually, which was neat. But um, such a heavy role. And I think what I really liked about Aquafina, I hate her name, by the way. It's so stupid. I'd love to know her actual <laughs> Why? name. Why? It's so stupid. I think we discussed this on right? a previous pod. I think yeah, we have, yes. Yeah, apparently she came up with it when she was like 16 or something. Yeah, I'm okay why with would that. you name yourself after a water bottle? I prefer Dasani, even though I like the name Dasani more. But that's though, that's more like um, I feel like an R and B singer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not Nestle. <laughs> <laughs> who's the who's the reggae artist? Uh Masani or Masari? Oh Masari. Masari, yeah. Masari somebody. Masari. Maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. It'll be a cool name, Evian. Sure, Evian. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. It's a city in France. But uh, with Aquafina, she was. Um, I thought she did a really, really good job. Like she yeah. was. I love seeing uh, comedians take on a serious role. Mm-hmm. I love it, and I think it's so challenging for them. And um, just to see them do it, it just it almost makes them see seem so like naked. You know, it's like right. wow, we're taking everything that you're comfortable with and you just kind of have to do something different and okay. survive through it. Masari's a R&B artist, not a reggae artist. Mm. Sure. All the same. But he, <laughs> he, he tipped his toes in it. He tipped his toes in it. But yes, it's not the same. It is the same. It is not the same. But um, for this film, I want to ask you guys, because it presents a big moral question here. And even just on that question alone, do you think it's right or wrong to keep that kind of information from somebody because I see the merit. I understand the rationale behind they're going to die regardless. So, uh, you know, Billy, who is Aquafina in the character, her character in the show, her um, or movie, her grandmother gets terminally diagnosed with cancer and the family decides to keep it from her. That's the whole thing. Like the story's based on a lie. But I understand yeah. why they do it and I get it. And it's the whole thing. It's almost like why give them this news that's just going to stress them and speed up their death by being stressed out about it as opposed to just living a happy life, which is what their Nana is doing. All the characters in the movie, they're all trying to deal with knowing this information, but not telling her because, you know, they're going through this fake wedding because they want to spend time with her. And I was and like, they want her to be happy with the celebration. Right, exactly. Kind of so I understand. I totally get it. Like this film for me, did you guys cry watching this movie? No, no. I, it takes a lot for me to cry. Yeah, so I you guys. I don't know. I maybe like one or two times in my life. I don't know. Maybe in my old age, I'm getting more emotional or something. But this movie made me cry. <laughs> it made me cry. It was like, uh, yeah. And I had th- a feeling because I know you cried at Tiger Tail. No. Yeah, yeah. It made me cry. It or did. One thing, one scene. It did. Yeah. Thanks for picking that, Andy. I appreciate it. All right. I, I am now keeping a tally of all the times you've cried. <laughs> but this film shot me straight in the heart like i was like mm-hmm. fully invested in the whole thing and i kept thinking about it what if i was in this position what if it was my mom would we tell her wouldn't it be better for her to just be happy and just living her life as opposed to knowing this information and now living with the stress and the whole night i have no idea how you would decide it but yeah this movie completely mm-hmm. and utterly like it had me like wrapped around its finger yeah it's uh, i mean you were kind of asking us off the top like how do we feel about that right? yeah the dilemma about- the moral dilemma of keeping that secret I think it's really fascinating, actually, the way they presented the story, because one of the things that there there were moments that kept coming back, because the person who's really struggling with this idea of keeping it a secret is Aquafina's character, Billy. She's, you know, like... And her father, too. She just doesn't get it. And and her father, but her father's a bit more understanding, but... Spoiler, 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 spoiler. You know, Billy's really struggling 
with this concept of what? Well, I don't understand. Why wouldn't we tell her? You know, maybe she has unfinished business. Maybe she has she has goodbyes or things to do, or making sure she leaves things behind for whatever, whatever she wants to do. Um, and then even at one point, the father is like, her and the father are like, in America, this would be illegal. Right. The thing is, what I found really fascinating is like I get it from a cultural perspective of like family members making that decision and, and, and actively not doing it. But to see the doctors also supporting that, yeah. that was like a little bit of a culture shock to me. I'm like, Holy but that's crap. part of the culture. That's, like, that's the part where that's, I, part of the culture. that's when I really said, here, okay, this is part of the culture because the doctor was like, yeah, yeah, we did the same thing with, I don't know if he was saying his aunt or whoever, but I was like, if the doc- family member, yeah, yeah, but if the doctor was in on it and he's willing to go along with the family, I was like, this is clearly a cultural thing. So, yeah. But yeah, I thought again, Aquafina's performance was excellent. Uh, my favorite performance of the film was of Nene, the the grandmother. The grandma. She was so she good. Was amazing. She reminded yeah. me a lot of my mom's mom, who yeah. passed on a few years back. Uh, just the way she interacted, just the little shots she would take at people. Definitely her haircut, <laughs> and just the way she just kind of motored around. Uh, love that character. Uh, Nine Eye was fantastic. Um, again, I really love that, you know, for someone who would normally be considered old school, she had a bit of all generations in her. Right. She was, yeah, she was old school, but she was also like that bond between her and her granddaughter, Billy, like she was always very understanding of Billy. She'd always be like, you know, Billy, you should get like married and stuff. So like, that's her old schoolness. But then Billy would be like, but I'm independent and I'm happy. And she's like, you know what? Yes. Like an independent woman is very important. Like she'd say things like yeah, that. And like, yeah. I love that. that. That's something so unique and nice to see. And then to see that contrast with spoiler, 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 Billy spoiler. and her mother and how like her mother was always kind of tough. But at the end you kind of see you know, the mother, the mother was the same way. Like she, yeah. you know, she was emotional, but she always had to put on like the tough guy face. Right. Maybe just to get is an immigrant to America. But right? at the same time, she didn't have the easiest relationship with her husband's mother. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, she could not live up to her standards. Yeah. Something that I, um, and we were talking about this after we watched the movie yesterday. Uh, I think I'm spoiled on like, you know, you watch a movie set in a foreign country and you get these really vibra- vibrant, kind of interesting shots of the the city mm-hmm. and the countryside. No matter which which kind of city and place you're in, whether it's very lavish city or something like a lot more um, kind of relaxed and more kind of um, I don't know, j- just maybe more of like a kind of like smaller kind of countryside. Mm-hmm. This like there, there weren't a lot of those shots in this movie. I agree. There weren't a lot yeah. of like shots of like really nice. I don't know, like uh, eating scenes. And kind of thinking about it later, I was like, you know what? It wasn't supposed to be like that. It was supposed to have this very solemn, sad kind of atmosphere throughout the film. True. But I do think, I mean, it was interesting because if you think about it, um, like this is, oh, uh, this is an American production, yet it's, you know, uh, was filmed in in China in a city that I can't remember. So I apologize for Uh, that. Changchun. Um, okay, so like that city, like I don't know if it's a big city or not. Like I, I'm not really too sure if it's known for anything like skyscrapers, that kind of thing. But the thing is, like you would think, like they they did this production, they brought everyone over. It like must have been really expensive, right? That you would have invested just a tiny little bit more of those screenshots. I must say though, I absolutely love the way Lulu Lang film filmed yep, this. Yep. Like those shots, even just the buildings and yep. all that, like so beautiful, so 
again, I love using this word thoughtful because I really do think some directors are more thoughtful than others. But, um, but yeah, like there was this like one reference where uh, um, uh, Aquafina was like was towards the end, and she was like, "Oh, is that the playground I used to play at?" Right. But I wish there was a reference to space. I wish I saw more of those spaces that gave her those memories of yeah. when she grew up there when she was little. Right. Uh, I think that maybe helped with like a little bit of that uh drawing the connection because it wasn't until about halfway or towards the end of the movie that i realized that she actually had a very strong connection to those childhood memories Mm -hmm. i actually thought in the first half of the movie that she was more of a more like an american girl right like this is american but she just happens to have this close relationship with the family i didn't realize how a connection to china she right and you definitely get the impression that she might have been happier staying in china than going to america like, Which again, though, like I thought was uh, odd to hear because in the beginning of the movie, I just thought she was such an American girl. Like she lives in yeah. New York, and all these things. She's an artist, that kind of stuff. Well, but you I, know, I think that was the thing. It's like you know, in America, she feels like she's failing. She mm-hmm. goes back to China, and you know, the person more... she cares most about is is potentially going to die. Mm-hmm. So she figures, okay, maybe I can find some you know, new life here. And even her mom was like, what are you talking about? What are you going to do here? She had to watch her die. Well, she had a bigger support system. She had a bigger support system when she was, because she was talking about like she had all her cousins and her family. And when they moved to America, it was just her, her father and her mother. And that was it. And I think, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. She finds it like in that last scene, she finds that, you know, she will find a meaning in life when she follows her grandmother's direction of like pushing out, the toxins yeah. pushing pushing out the bad vibes. Ha ha ha. You know what? And not to, again, not to compare it to Tiger Tail, but but you're I going will to. just for the fact that it's probably no. I'm but just saying for like international language films, like uh, movies outside of English. These are the two films I've seen outside of Parasite this year. No, I saw Parasite last year. Did I? I can't remember. Uh, this year, in 2020, these are the two um, outside of English films that I've seen. And this one was just so well done. Yeah. Um, whereas I found Tiger Tail was very sloppy, but Tiger Tail nailed the visuals, yeah. which is funny. <laughs> I still like Tiger Tail, don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah, man. A24 did this movie, by the way. Oh, and yeah. A24 is, like, Knocking it out the I park. I didn't like the soundtrack or score for this film at all. Uh, for this one. Yeah. It was yeah? so secondary I, to me. It was so yeah, it, was, it was, didn't even it matter. Like, so let's anyway, get in okay. let's get into the Oscars because now yeah, having yeah. seen this movie, um they didn't okay, so basically they did I believe they did get snubbed. Period. Hands down. I would mm-hmm. say definitely. They should have got nominated for something to get zero nominations for this movie. There's I don't know. So you guys tell me at least what do you think reasonably they should have been nominated for? And I kind of put I don't know maybe best actress, best director, screenplay, even supporting actress for the uh, yeah. for the lady that played Nana. I forget her name. I'm gonna look for it right now. Shu Zhen yeah. Zhao. Because yeah. um, mm-hmm. a lot of people was actually petitioning for her to even get nominated for best supporting actress because she was okay. great in it. She was great. She in was it. so was great. Good. So to to what you said, those categories, I agree with all of them. I like honestly, Lulu Wang. I think I don't know anything about Lulu, Lulu Wang, but I'll tell you something. I maybe this was this her first. I don't know what it is, but this is like for me the first time I've ever heard her name, 
and it was she did a really good job. Aquafina, I was, uh, you know, again, I don't know much about. Aquafina. Can we pull up a list of stuff that was um, the, of the nominees for this last yeah. Oscar? So while you do I'll that, grab it, yeah. Um, so with Aquafina, like, so uh, while I was watching the movie, I kept thinking to myself, um, did like. I know Aquafina is American. I just assumed her first language is is English, and then maybe whatever second language might be Mandarin or whatever. So I started looking into it afterwards. Apparently, she never grew up speaking Mandarin, so I don't know what that means. But like, I assume that yes, English is her first language. Oh, so she learned she it for really the movie. And, well, no, she learned it later on in high school. She has kind of a similar relationship with her grandmother, like in the movie, like she's really close to her grandmother. So she learned it in high school just to like show her grandmother I can do it. But she was all like since then, she only ever spoke broken Mandarin. She pretty much has to refresh all of it for the movie. The movie was originally written for the character of Billy to speak fluent Mandarin. But what what um, Aquafina brought was well, it's actually kind of funnier. Well, not funnier, but it's it's more realistic if you were to do more broken Mandarin because you know, given that she lived in America and all that sort of stuff, and that's exactly what happened. But I must say, for a comedian, a comedic actor who is American, right. to now do so, an international language film in almost its entirety, good for her. So here's the list of best actresses nominations. Mm-hmm. And we all remember the winner was Renee, Renee Zellweger for Judy. Okay. So I never saw Judy. I don't know. You guys tell me if she was better than Aquafina, but also oh, on this list. She, was, yeah, she, was, she right, deserved it. Right now, I'll tell you this. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Aquafina should have got nominated over her. Yeah, you saw. I didn't see it. I so saw Bombshell. The... Yeah, no, I saw yeah. Bombshell. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Aquafina's performance. Who's the list, though? I'll tell um, you. Okay, so I'll tell the whole list. So uh, Cynthia Erivo yeah. for um, Harriet. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. You guys saw Marriage Story. Um, Saoirse. Yeah, Saoirse sure. Ronan for Little Women. Uh, Charlize Theron for Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger for Judy. And Renee Zellweger won it for Judy. I saw Little Women. Aquafina was better than... Uh, I, please, Andy. Oh, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Sorcerer Ronan. Fast. Saoirse Ronan. Hey. So Aquafina... Sh- she she should have been nominated Sorry. over her. Should have been nominated over Charlize Theron for sure. Never saw Harriet, and I didn't see Marriage Story. So now you guys saw Marriage Story. I saw Harriet. Um, Cynthia Riva was good, but uh, yeah, like I it wasn't outstanding. Um, Johansson was better. Johansson, nah. Like really? honestly, Scarlett Johansson had one scene that was worthy of. Of anything, she had two really, really good scenes in that movie, and both were better than anything. The scene that she uh, that really shined, Scarlett Johansson, was a scene that um, Laura Dern won for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Laura if we want to get into <laughs> no, the supporting actors, uh, no, I I disagree. The Scarlett, jo- the, she had two fantastic. She was good in the entire movie, but the ones where they had the bat, her versus uh, Adam Driver at the end. Oh yeah, that was fight. Yeah. But and then when she broke that. down, I thought they both shot in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, then when she broke down with Laura Dern, but yeah. If, so yeah, I could see Aquafina, and and yeah, you guys. Yeah. Um, but with, even supporting actress, uh, yeah, yeah, Laura Dern uh, won it for Marriage Story. Joke. Kathy Bates was nominated for Richard Jewell, Scarlett Johansson Should've for been. Jojo Rabbit, uh, Florence Pugh for um, Little Women, 
and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. And again, I would take Florence Pugh out again for Little Women, and I would insert um, the actress that played Nana. And again, for me, Little Women worked as a whole, like all the little pieces came together mm. to form Voltron again. Like it worked great. But all the separate pieces on their own, I don't think were good enough to be nominated for Oscars per se. But um, I would definitely... Margot Robbie deserved her nomination for Bombshell, though. I will say that. Mm-hmm. She's a fantastic yeah. actor. With Aquafina, it wasn't... Like, she had her moments. And I think we all remember that one scene in The Farewell where it was like, whoa, that was that was a good scene. And it was, like, all dialogue. Um, and it was, it was actually uh, all in English. That was one of the very few scenes where they were speaking English. But... Again, like I'm saying, like this is an this is a comedic actor who did almost an entire movie in another language, you know, outside of English, and yeah. like I think that was great. Like that is, uh, that is a very uh, like Would as you... an actor to take that on. Like right. it was amazing, so... and it's funny because when you think of Judy, which had um, Renee Zellweger, Renee Zellweger, Renee Zellweger sang all of the songs so it's almost like to me i see the effort as the same right the same as Aquafina, you know yeah i get that um so but just in general do you feel uh the farewell got snubbed at the oscars i think so i think so yeah to a degree yeah Yeah. i I think there is a difference between singing uh in a style of um uh, what's her face? Lies Minnelli's mother who she won the role for judy garland in the style of judy garland versus speaking no, I don't know. I think it's, I mean, it's a language. That's such a, the, and Mandarin's complex. Well, okay, I don't know to if learn it. Aquafina already knew Mandarin. She is knew she, a bit, she but Chinese? she really had to brush it so. up. She's okay. half Korean, half Chinese. Okay. But American, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, I think that's, that's bravo. Yeah, no. That's I, hard. I, I, I hey, away, but I will say yeah, right now, Aquafina's got a new fan in me. Oh, mm-hmm. same here. Yeah. Same here. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Like singing. Like- now, in terms of like, did it deserve best movie? No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go too far. I would give it a nomination for screenplay because it was really good writing. Lulu, Lulu Wang, apparently, this is based off of like a true story for her. I think this happened in her family. Like, it was great. It was interesting. But as a whole, like, it was a bit of a drag. I, that sounds terrible to say, but it was very elongated. The story was very It was long. a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I'll say this. I think, you know, this, uh, for this film and then last week's as well, uh, Lighthouse, those are two mm-hmm. underrated gems from the last uh, it's true. year. I agree. I agree. Four man. Yeah, double If you look up their um, filmography, they're killing it. They have so many movies that you'd be like, shit, that was an A24 yeah. movie. And, and we've uh, reviewed a few of them. Yeah. Including Uncut Gems. Yes. But one movie that A24 did that I freaking hate oh. had Saoirse Ronan in Lady Bird. Oh, <laughs> and <laughs> Sorry. Fair enough. Same director as Little Women. Okay. I didn't see Little Women. Little Women. But you know what? I didn't think the uh, directing the was bad in the movie. I just hated the storyline. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rate it. Let's rate uh, The Farewell. Out of Crabs. Uh, I knew you were going to say Crabs. Crabs, it is. <laughs> I am a food lover. Yeah. Uh, I will rate this film. Um, I'll give it 3.7 out of four ca- uh, crabs and, and cabs. As and well. you got to watch the movie. To, you got to watch the movie to understand why we're choosing crabs. Yeah. I, was, I like that. Not scene as lobster. Well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just pretty solid, plump 
crabs. Um, they're done in a, uh, a, a kind of like a classic spicy kind of black pepper kind of dressing. Uh, and maybe it's, it's a little too, maybe it's not salty enough, but it's, you know, really good flavor, a lot of depth to it. Um, a lot of meat. You have to maybe crack open some of the claws yourself, uh, and a, a nice amount of roe to kind of dip some bread in. Yeah, good crap. Okay. I think I'm going to do 3.5. So I'm just a little bit behind you. Um, these are good crabs. Uh, it's almost like a curry crab. Ooh. So Ooh. when you break the leg, you can like suck the juices out of it. It's mm. really good. All right. Um, again, I do think I agree. You know, this is a movie that was snubbed. I do think yep. it deserves a bit more praise, way more praise. So I agree. I, I, I do recommend it. It might not be for everyone. It is a bit of a slow build, but it's good. Um, and it's, it has a great ending. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it was it oh, t- so heart touching. Yeah, it's a heartwarming ending. I'm giving it four crabs, uh, just great crabs. You're gonna enjoy them. You're gonna eat the shit out of them. They're so good. And um, yeah, these crabs will make you cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a good rainy day flick, I would say. Rainy mm-hmm. day weekend flick. Mm-hmm. So we recommend you check it out. It's the farewell, directed by Lulu Wang yep. and starring Aquafina. You could rent it on a bunch of different places, even like YouTube for five bucks. You can check it out at the Cineplex store, a bunch of different places, or you could rent it on any of your app stores, um, for example, like the iTunes store, whatever it is. And again, it's only like five bucks. And uh, yeah, at this time, like any movies we review, you can definitely check it out, whether it's on a streaming service or rent it. Again, five bucks, pretty it's good It's worth it. Deal. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Totally worth it. All right, Richard, we're going to throw to you for the next restaurant promo. Okay, so I am going to be talking about Buca Toronto. Um, So they offer salumi, pizza, and pastas, and they can all be ordered online. So Buca's is located on St. Clair. You can check them out on Instagram at barbuca, B-A-R-B-U-C-A, or you can go to their website, buca.ca, and they are available for pickup between Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. So, Barbuka. Cool. Awesome. All right. Okay. So, as we mentioned off the top of the show, we do have a slightly different format that we're going with uh, on from now onwards. Um, the, today, we had a feature presentation, which was a farewell. Next week, we're going to be go- doing a flashback Ooh-hoo. feature. Here we so go. So, we are leaving this up to you, our listeners, to vote. Uh, every other week. So the two movies we put out there for you to vote on was 2001, A Space Odyssey and A Beautiful Mind. From 2002. From 2002, which stars Russell Crowe and Space Odyssey is directed by Stanley Kubrick. Uh, We actually put two polls out there on Instagram just to, you know, play around and see what the voting would look like. Uh, One of the polls came, they were contrasting results. One poll was leaning towards a space odyssey, and the other poll was leaning towards the majority of Beautiful Mind. Wow, what? But when we put the tallies together, one movie came out winning. I know it. Drum roll. What okay. did the people choose? 2001, A Space Odyssey. Oh, of course. And it was such a Woo! close call. That's closer than I thought. I thought it would have been a landslide. Me too. Yeah. 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 Off by two points. 
Oh, man. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it again. You guys haven't seen it. Never seen it. I've always wanted. It's always been on my list. I've always wanted to watch it synced up with Echoes by Pink Floyd from my favorite Pink Floyd album. I don't want to. um, I don't want to spoil it for you, but that that's what the the whole um, controversy about the movie that people have been debating for ever and ever since it came out are those last twenty minutes. Mm. Ooh, excited. Yeah, and that's what I've always heard about. Yeah. A trivial thing about uh, 2001 as well is that um, Stanley Kubrick refused to tell people what the meaning was of the last 20 minutes. He, he, of course he, he did. adamantly <laughs> would not, because obviously that's people awesome. asked him, please tell us what did it mean? What, what were you trying to say? And um, he refused to say. He was tripping on echoes. He was listening to it and <laughs> probably just was high out of his mind. Right. Maybe. Or maybe not. Okay, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm Always want watch. to watch this movie. Uh, so we recommend that you at home listening to us watch it before uh, the podcast comes out. I'm sure a lot of people out there haven't seen it themselves too. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. It's probably streaming somewhere, and if not, you can probably rent it online. Um, and remember, the podcast comes out every Thursday and uh, on all major podcast platforms. So make sure to like, rate, and subscribe. And you can also reach out to us on Twitter at HoneyWagonPod and Instagram at the HoneyWagonPodcast. Let us know what you think about the films we're reviewing and make sure to vote when we have those Instagram polls. All right, this has been Take 19. It's been a good show, guys. Yeah. Serenity now! Serenity (laughs) now!